Kel? Yay. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's lunchtime! With Ace and Co. Good God. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. Starting this podcast every week, like trying to do the like intro part is the most embarrassing thing in the world because I don't want to be like, hey guys, what's up? Or anything stupid like that. So this is how I'm starting this week. I've tried it 10 times already and it all sounds terrible. So this week, uh, lunchtime with Ace and Co., it is actually lunchtime with Ace and a guest co-host. Co couldn't be here this week. So I have someone super exciting with me. Um, She is a high school senior and fashion blogger photographer based out of Dallas, Texas. She's been nationally published and featured in magazines like Seniorology and Rangefinder magazine. She's a speaker and instructor at Conference 12, a Bravo fanatic, and one of my favorite people on the entire planet, Misty Davis of Pink Fly Photo. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? <laughs> Are you excited? I'm so excited. I'm so glad you have me. This is so fun. I'm glad that you're here. Um, we met just a few months ago. Well, like, met on the internet, but then we met in person a few months ago when you came out to Arizona. And ever since then, you've just been one of my favorite people in the whole world. Same, Z. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's why I had to come meet you. I was like, let me fly to Arizona. I must meet this person. (laughs) I'm so glad you came. And I'm glad that you found a kindred spirit in Caitlin. And you guys are the same exact person. Yes. I love her. So question for you. And we start every show with this question. What are you eating for lunch today? Well, being the fact that I'm in Texas, um, I like some good Mexican food. So I'm going to do a chicken tostada, actually. I can't stand Texas people and their Mexican food because it is not Mexican food. <laughs> you guys oh don't even gosh, have like think Arizona's got anything. Mexican food. Yeah, no, Arizona has good we Mexican are... food. Do you know how much closer I am to Mexico than you are? Your guys' Mexican food is wrong. It's just <laughs> meat. It's just a bunch of meat. There's no beans. There's no well, like, my, my tostada has beans, so probably like pinto beans. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need freaking refried beans on there. Oh, it's still good. What well, are you having? I am having a stromboli. Have you ever had stromboli before? I don't even know what that is. Okay. So my friend told me about it from this place that's by us. And I don't get like an actual stromboli because I get everything out of it, like I do everywhere that I go. Um but so it's like this big thing of like dough and then on the inside all I get is cheese and sausage and then you dip it in this huge ranch cup that they give you um I feel like every time when I do this what are you eating for lunch today I'm basically just saying I'm a fat ass and that's what I'm doing with my life I should probably just take this part out of the show because it's like every week the people are like he's gonna die I'm going to start getting emails from people that are like, you got to take care of yourself, buddy. But it's good. Well, it is I mean, so good. It sounds like you're, you're, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're living your best life with like good food though, you know? Yeah. You think I'm going to waste a day I'm on fucking kale or on pinto beans? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> on some crappy Mexican food? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I, I love Mexican food, but good Mexican food, not your kind of shit. In Texas. I know, I know. 
So every week on the show, we do a segment called In the Shitter and the Golden Turd. This is basically our high-low of the week. We always start with our shitter moment because I feel like you got to start with the bad news. And then we end with our golden turd, which is our good news. So tell me, thinking back on your week, what is your in the shitter moment? So honestly, I think my in the shitter moment happened last night um, at a session where I was annihilated by mosquitoes. And I say this because I am like one of those people that's like severely afraid of getting the West Nile virus. <laughs> and I don't know how common that is, but I feel like it could happen to me. And so I'm terrified of it. And the place we were at, I did not expect to have mosquitoes and it was covered in them. And my, I was out of bug spray. So it was, yeah, I've hated every minute of it. <laughs> and now you're just, well, are you more scared about the West Nile or are you like in pain today from your mosquito bites? No, I mean, they're already gone, but I'm more scared of getting West Nile. Oh Lord. I hate, I hate mosquito bites because I pick at them like they're zits and then they like won't go away. Oh yeah. No, I don't pick because I'm scared. Well, I just want to leave them alone and like hope they don't infect me. Put some fucking essential oil and shit on it and make it go away. I I can never like it's, I always just pick and pick and pick. So my in the shitter moment is very similar to yours. Um, So in Arizona, you know, we don't have a lot of greenery going on, but Um, sometimes I find myself in these areas trying to give my clients back, you know, the greenest possible situation I can. And what I found is that I'm extremely allergic to this one spot that I go to, but it's the only place that I can find greenery. So (laughs) at the beginning of the shoot, I'm fine. And then partway through my legs just start like itching like crazy and then my eyes start to itch. And then on top of it, I'm sweating profusely. So sweat is getting into my eyes that are already on fire. So by the end of the shoot, my eyes can barely open. And I'm just like, give me one more. And I'm like wiping sweat out. And it's like <laughs> the nastiest thing. And then I have to go home immediately and shower and take a Benadryl. And it's just this huge mess. And so I'm like, good God, I need to get my shit together. But that is my shitter moment. <laughs> Well, I'm so sorry um, that, yeah, you're miserable <laughs> as well. <laughs> you pick at anything with that? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, that's the thing is I'll get these, like, I get these, like, hives on my legs from going there, and then I won't leave them alone. And then they turn into, like, these open wounds on my leg, and it's just, it's, oh. it's really cute. Oh. <sighs> but you're going to go back, aren't you? Oh, for sure, 100%. It's the only place I can find greenery. <laughs> so what is your golden turd of the week? So like my highlight, yep. um, I would probably say, and this sounds like so extra, but, um, the, just the fact that we're leaving for, uh, Italy tomorrow. So I'm super stoked about that. And I've been like waiting for that for a long time. So why um, is that extra? That's not extra. I don't know. Like when you tell people like, so like, do you have any plans like coming up or anything or something? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to Italy. People are always like, Oh, well, aren't you fancy? Like, I'm like, <laughs> it just sounds, I don't know. Extra. <laughs> Maybe you could have stromboli there. Oh, is it Italian? It sounds very Italian. Yeah. It's an Italian, food. but they probably don't have, but it doesn't come with ranch though. Does it? Um, well, like in it normal... comes from ranch when I get it from like a side of ranch <laughs> when I get it from the ripoff Italian yeah. place by me. No, that's, I I think going to Italy is super exciting. Like that's way, that's not extra at all. Like you should tell everyone and then probably talk about it for like six months afterwards. Like, oh, 
actually for years to come and just every time someone says something just be like oh well you know when i spent my time in italy like how long were you there and you're like a week right when was this five years ago (laughs) oh as uh someone who has been to italy uh i can just tell you i can tell you all about the best tromboli (laughs) oh my god Uh, so my golden turd of the week is actually being on top of my work it's way less exciting than italy but because we are going through this process right now of trying to sell our house and hitting busy season i was just like we got to be up on top of our game and i literally at this moment have nothing in my like editing queue i'm just like i'm cool oh yeah, I'm going to shoots, I'm coming home, and I'm editing it right away, and it's been so nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. Get it's it a done. real big golden turd. That is. I like it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, so another segment that we do every week on the show is we talk about our flashback favorites. So this is things that we used to do with our photography that we used to think was the greatest thing of all time, and... As time has gone on, we realized that we fucking sucked at what we did. And and now we cringe over the things that we used to create. So what is your flashback favorite today? So I would say I really, back in the day, used to embrace the crooked framing of the photo where the legs... The legs were in the far right corner and the head was up in the far left corner of the photo. Sass. Yeah, I I think I overused that just quite a bit. And now to this day, if my photos are a little bit crooked, like I straighten them immediately. So <laughs> probably became like muscle memory for you. You saw everything at like a, a tilt. Yes. <laughs> you, you were I'm just a drunken photographer. <laughs> you were walking around with your head always tilted to one side. <laughs> this is how I see everything. <laughs> Let me capture it in my camera. Oh my god, uh, that is so funny. I never went through that phase. I've seen a lot of people go through that one, and I think I'm just way too OCD. I'm thankful I never went through the the tilted angle phase. You are much wiser than all of the rest oh, of us. No sure. worries. I, I still have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> a lot of really great things. Um. <laughs> My flashback favorite this week is railroad tracks. Remember, like, railroad tracks used to be the thing. Like, it was like, oh, you're a high school senior? Get on those railroad tracks. That represents you. Or, like, you guys are getting married? (laughs) Railroad tracks. Or you guys are a nice, loving family? Railroad tracks. Like, it's like there were so many fucking railroad tracks. And I'm so thankful that now – and they had, like, terrible lighting. It was never, like, good lighting on the railroad tracks. And I'm so thankful now that, like, people are so up in arms about safety on railroad tracks that, like, we don't even have to, like, deal with it anymore. Like, I'm just... Oh, well, I agree, except for the fact, do y'all not have any, like, railroad tracks that are no longer in service but are still there? I don't think so. I don't even know. Honestly, in Arizona, I can only think of, like, one place that there's railroad tracks. Oh, yeah. Texas, we have them everywhere. And so there are ones that are, like, no longer in service but still there. People will be, like... So can we still go ahead and get pictures taken on the railroad tracks? It's like, nope, 
Like, oh, why but, not? Like, well, I know no no train's going to go down there, but I'm just here for your safety. <laughs> People get mad, though, too, because they say that if you take pictures on the railroad tracks, even if it is an inactive line or whatever, that – People will still get the idea for it, and then they will go on their own railroad tracks that the train will come that are down not and, safe. That's true. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't fucking miss them one bit. <laughs> I don't either because I remember that too, and it was a lot. Especially every girl with her cowboy boots on railroad tracks. <laughs> oh, I'm sure in Texas you probably have to do that nonstop. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So we are going to take a quick break, uh, and we will be right back with you guys. hey Have you ever posted in an online photography group just to get ripped a new one because people didn't agree with what you had to say? Or have you ever reached out to a more established photographer and crickets? The Unraveled Academy wants to change the way we learn and interact with other photographers. It's an online photography community where assholes are not welcome and everyone has a seat at the lunch table. The Unraveled Academy is constantly feeding its members new content and courses to keep them growing as photographers and human beings. But the real treat is that our listeners are getting one free month at Unraveled. (laughs) That's better than any carb I've ever met. All you have to do is use the promo code LUNCHTIME when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and you get one month free. That makes me want to shake my man boobies like never before. So don't forget, use the code lunchtime when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and be ready to experience a whole new community. We are back. We are now going to do Ace and Co. But because Co's not here today, it is now Ask Ace and Misty. Actually, you know what? Because you're my special guest, it's going to be Ask Misty and Ace. I'll put your name first. Today. Aww, that made me feel so special. It's big for me to let someone else's name eyes. go first. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you well enough to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I feel so special? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So this is the segment where people send in their questions and we answer them. And I picked all the questions this week that are, have everything to do with high school seniors because Misty is one bomb ass high school senior photographer and her insights on this will be the absolute best. If you guys have future questions, feel free to send them to lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com. All right. Are you ready for these questions? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Question one. I've been shooting high school seniors for a few years now, and I leave every session feeling confident until I have to shoot a guy. And then everything I know goes out the window, and I leave second-guessing everything I did. Do you have any tips for me? So the way that I think about this is, you're probably trying to approach guys the exact same way that you're trying to approach girls. And that's wrong. Like you have to realize like with guys, you want everything to be casual and natural and you don't want them spinning around and spinning, flowing their hair in the wind or any shit like that. Whenever I shoot a guy senior, I always try to find a location that I can kind of let them sink into, I guess is one way of saying it. Like, a spot where they can sit down or a spot where they can lean against something um, and just make it natural and talk to them and do not ever shoot a high school senior 
boy or a girl and talk to them like they are a child. Cause this is like their moment. This is when they're like, I'm an adult. Okay. I can vote. I can buy cigarettes. You can buy cigarettes <laughs> at 18, right? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so, like, I'm not moment. saying I did. <laughs> this is their moment to feel like an adult. So don't talk to them like babies. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't shoot a ton of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you're like the master when it comes to that. Um, but I do, I think guys, especially like, it's hard if you shoot a lot of girls and then you go to a guy, like you have to think differently um, of how you're posing and stuff like that that and I've caught myself being like put your hand on your hip I mean just kidding don't do that <laughs> um give me a little so, laugh it is yeah <laughs> that'll get them laughing um <laughs> so yeah no I definitely like how it's a lot more I think like sitting and leaning and like kind of like setting them in place to relax and not so posed you know I agree I'm with you mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. question number two it's yours baby girl Okay. How do you feel about in-person sales? Um, I have been shooting high school seniors for three years now, and I want to take my sessions to the next level, but I'm scared I will be terrible at sales. Okay. So I know why you gave me this wonderful question. I I actually have been doing, you did it, Um, in-person sales for, I guess I did them for probably about five or six years. And I feel pretty comfortable with sales. So in that point, like I, I liked having it, um, and doing it myself. So if you don't feel comfortable in in in-person sales, then I would say definitely it's not a must. Um, I know plenty of people that if they didn't feel comfortable with it, but they felt like they needed it or had to have it, they even just, um, maybe hired somebody who was good at it to kind of do that part for them. Not that I'm suggesting that. I have now cut out in-person sales completely just because one, Ace advised me and no, um, because I needed to just kind of like let go and not do so much um, and kind of get a little bit of my life back and extra time. And I think adding those extra appointments of in-person sales that could last up to like two hours um, was just a lot and kind of very draining on my life, especially when most people can't do it until like the evening hours. Um, so I don't think it's a must. I think you can still, you know, have good, good sales. Um, if you just do it with its, you know, all inclusive packages, or if you feel like you want to get, take a stab on it, but you don't feel comfortable at sales, I would see if you want to maybe hire somebody else, um, to just take that part over. Because if you're not comfortable at it, you're definitely going to stand there and sit there and probably over talk it and, talk people out of stuff and probably not help you in any regards. So no, I 100% that is me. That's what I would be doing. Um, I think the problem with this question is just the fact that it's like, I feel like this person feels like this is what they have to do. Like they're like, in-person sales is that next level. And the biggest thing that you have to remember with being self-employed and having your own business is you want every facet of your business to be a reflection of who you are. I couldn't, I could not sell shit to anybody in the world. I could not like, <laughs> I could not sell a bean burrito to a starving person. They'd be like, yeah, not from you, buddy. Cause I'm just, I'm not good at it, you know? And it's, if you're, if it's something that doesn't come naturally to you, if it feels forced, it's 
always going to be like pulling teeth and you're going to be shit at it. And I would say lean into what you're best at. If you feel like you're really good at providing an experience, then look into adding like hair and makeup, look into adding styling, look into, you know, doing a full package that's all about the experience instead of just in-person sales. But if you're good at that, if you're good at sales, then you can do it. But I just think I feel like this person, for some reason, I'm thinking they feel pressured into this. Like they think this is where and I that have they to have be. to have it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I definitely don't think it is a must. I mean, especially if you don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, and to me, that's not even taking it to the next level with your sessions because a lot of people these days want the ease of like, oh, can I just order online or oh, can I just get the digitals with that? So you know, like a lot of people like more of the convenience part of it, anyways. So you're not, you're not doing a disservice to your clients if you don't do it by any means. And are you so much happier with your current process? I am. (laughs) I mean, it took a little bit for this control freak to not do it anymore, but it's so nice to just like, I don't know. I just feel like I have my life back a little bit, you know, I'm not having to schedule five meetings a week to, you know, do in-person sales with people and try and push them along to order stuff. So much better, much better life. All right. Question number three, a few weeks back, I had a high school senior book a session with me and I loved her and what we created this week. I got an email from her mom complaining that these are not what she imagined when she thought of senior portraits, but the senior loves them. How do I avoid this in the future? Ooh. Okay. So here's the thing. And this is something that I would tell everyone who is doing senior sessions, who's trying to book them as sometimes, I mean, we will get emails from the actual senior, but we always make sure that at some point we hit contact with a parent. We make sure that the parents are on board. The parents have read through the packages. The parents understand what they're getting, what my sessions look like. And they're having to go through everything that the seniors already read through because the senior's not paying for shit. Mom and dad are the one paying for this. Um, And so I just think it's vital that, I think what happened here was girl booked everything and mom was just kind of showed up. And then mom thought, you know, she was going to get the standard senior portraits and, and senior pictures are changing so much over the years. And it's, it's not so much the sit still and look this way, pose stuff that it was a long time ago. They're, they're turning more into these like glamorous sessions or they're turning more into these like, um, these sessions that are all about you and the things that you do and your sports and the things that you love. And they're, they're so not what they used to be. And I think it's so important that parents are involved in the entire booking process. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's the biggest thing is whenever I have a client, a girl, even like inquire as I say, you know, can I go ahead and get a parent email as well so that I can respond to both of you guys with all the information, you know, just right up front so that I know there's somebody, a parent that's involved in some way or another. <laughs> it would, yeah, it's just, it's the worst to even think about like, you know, the I mean, and too, like the kid could totally be wasting your time. Like they could be like, oh yeah, like my parents are cool with whatever. And then like the night before they asked their parents for like a check or whatever. And their parents are like, no, what the fuck? Like that's more than I wanted to spend. And then they have to email you and they're like, mm-hmm. sorry, I can't actually do my shoot tomorrow. And you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I've actually had parents cause they didn't come to the shoot or anything. 
And then all of a sudden they show up to their in-person order session. Um, and they would show up and be like, so what are we doing here? What is this for? And I'm like, you're seeing your child's senior portraits. And they're like, Oh, okay. So how much is this going to cost? I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, you're like, remember that big booklet I spent hours making for yeah. you? <laughs> it all explained it in there. Yeah, exactly. Oh so. my God. All right. Question number four. It's yours. Okay. I recently had a senior session with a girl who was so unhappy with her own body that every time I showed her a photo, she would reply with something like, I'm so fat. She was not fat, maybe a little overweight, but not fat. What could I have done differently to make her love her images? I don't even want to deliver the gallery now. I'm so scared. Okay. I'll say one, I hate when this happens because they're especially dealing with girls. We, and just females in general, cause I'm the exact same way. We hate seeing ourselves in photos, <laughs> the majority of us. Um, and are just like our own worst critics. So this has happened to me a tons of times. If I get in like feel from the girl at the very beginning that she's feeling a little self-conscious about, you know, her weight or anything, um, just in technical terms, I always use my 35 millimeter. It won't come off my camera um, because that's the lens that I like on myself because it kind of lengthens my body out a little bit more. Um, and so I definitely will make sure I use my 35 throughout and I will focus a little bit more on just like shooting a little higher um, for them just so that maybe when they look at the, you know, back of the camera and they see the pictures, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's a good angle, you know? Um, so just like in those sense, you know, what I, I can do for them on my end in regards to myself and the camera. But I mean, just constantly encouraging, and I know it's tough, but like the whole session, like, and this is something that I think, you know, I will say that I struggle at myself is just the whole time shooting is just telling them like, you look amazing like you're doing awesome and just keeping like because sometimes people that are so self-conscious they need that um and if you're not talking or saying anything that they can get in their head a little bit more um and then maybe when you do show them that picture they're like oh I don't like it you know um but if you're constantly maybe building them up throughout the session I feel like they should feel a little bit better about themselves so then maybe then when they look at the picture they're like oh I do look good so um those are just some things that I feel like when I come across that that I kind of try and do to make it better but sometimes it's hard sometimes you just have the girl that's like does not like even being in pictures and seeing herself in pictures and that sucks because you feel like you're doing something wrong when you're not no and it's so frustrating in that moment because you're just like well sometimes you're like bitch you look so good in this picture like what what are you not liking (laughs) like i'm loving you in this picture more than i'm loving you in person what's the deal here but uh I'm really glad that you said the thing about the 35 millimeter because something people don't think about that, but like something like an 85 millimeter can be so boxing to the body Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. And so I agree with you. The 35 millimeter is so good at just shooting when we shoot wide, you know, it really helps kind of take our framing down a little bit. Um, But I, I agree with you. I think it's, the most success I think that you're going to get is in your communication with the senior, building them the fuck up, telling them the entire time, like, oh my God, you're stunning. And, and I would be always cautious too, to when you show them a picture, if you're only feeling like halfway through, like halfway about it, don't show them that one. Wait till you get that picture where you're like, shit, I just killed it. And sometimes it can't be at the beginning of the shoot. I always like to try and show an image from the beginning of the shoot. So I win their trust over faster, but 
it takes people a while to warm up. And so if you have to wait a little bit into the shoot until you show them one that you know is just going to completely win them over, wait for it. And once you have it, like sell it to them, show them, and they're going to trust you. Don't waste your energy on any of those half-assed ones that you're kind of like, well, you look okay. You know, I want her to feel like goddamn Tyra Banks when you show her. <laughs> yes, I agree completely. And headshots. If they're feeling self-conscious, maybe the first one you show is a headshot. So they're not immediately seeing a full body and they can be like, oh yeah, I look beautiful. You know, it's true. I mean, and I, and the thing is, is like, I get it. I'm overweight and I don't want to, I don't want to look like myself in pictures. I want to look thinner than I do. And I will, so every, every show we always do challenges and then my challenge is going to kind of tie back into this question. Um, but you know, you got to pay attention to your posing and all of that stuff. So question number five, I am so sick of helicopter parents at senior sessions, breathing down my neck, not a question just really sick of it. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. And I don't know if my advice to you is going to be feasible for everybody, <laughs> but my wife comes with me to every single session that I do. She's basically my assistant um, at the shoot. And, you know, she's in charge of like kind of watching their hair and stuff like that. But her main job is keeping mom and dad away from me because I do not want to talk to them. And I, and when she can kind of stand a few feet back, they stand with her and they turn more into a spectator than an actual person involved in the session. Um, and I do the same thing that I just said earlier with the girl who might feel overweight in her pictures is I always show parents a picture that I know they're going to love. And Knowing too that when you shoot a senior session, you're not shooting a senior session for just one person. You're shooting that session for the senior, for the senior's mom, and for the senior's grandma. Obviously, their dad and their grandpa and all those people too, but those are like the three people you want to think about. And I get a picture that I know mom is going to love, mom's going to be so excited about. And as soon as I show that to her, she trusts me. But it is one of the most frustrating things if you have a parent who's just kind of like hovering and just like, does she look okay? Why why is she standing like that? Is that normal? She, you know, she's got great posture, but she's, she sometimes stands like a slump and it's just like, shut the fuck up and get out of here. And so <laughs> that's what Caitlin's job is, is keep them out of my grill for a little bit. And once I win their trust over it, they don't feel like they have to be so incredibly involved. And I'm so jealous you have Caitlin. <laughs> Let me just say, like, I wish so badly I had that extra person to just kind of like take them to the side whenever it gets bad. Um, I, I a lot of times putting them to work because they that's kind of what they feel like almost that they need to be doing something maybe and like a part of this more. And so sometimes I will say like, okay, I really need you to take this reflector that's like, you know, three feet above their head and I need you to hold it way over here. And I may not even be using that reflector, but she's <laughs> her face is covered because she has to hold it a certain way. So she can't be looking at her daughter and, you know, seeing what she could nitpick at or whatever. So it kind of helps. That's my, that's my Caitlin is my reflector half the time. <laughs> it's just oh my like, God. I love that. Here, That's just hold really this. Funny. I need you to sit this way over here. <laughs> um, but I have had times where they just are relentless. And I have been honest because it gets to a point where I can't do my job. And so I have at times stopped shooting and looked at the parent and just said, listen, 
I really want to capture as many photos as I possibly can. And when we keep having to stop to rearrange for anything that you're, you're wanting, we're not going to get very many photos. So trust me, I've got this. If you, if you have a little something that you want to say, that's fine, but we can't just keep constantly like changing her, you know, and I've had moms just question every little thing that I do. And I'm like, did you not hire me for a reason? Like, you have to trust that I'm going to be able to make your daughter look beautiful in pictures, you know? So Misty, you are ballsy. Oh, it's the worst. I am. I get really bossy when it comes to shoes. I'd be so scared. Like, I'd just like <sighs> okay, yeah, for sure. No, what I tend to do is I can, I tend to actually get kind of passive aggressive. And like, if they say, like I had a friend one time and um, she said that the mom got down and started brushing the grass. Cause she felt like the blades of grass were going. <gasps> And I'm just like, I mean, thank God, like none of my parents have ever been like that, but I feel like, but I, and I will say too, like, I wish parents could understand that like when you're such a helicopter, I feel like your, your kid doesn't loosen up as much. Like they become tense. Like one time I had this senior and her mom was literally like, might as well have been sitting on my shoulders while I did the shoot. And her daughter had like no personality. And I was frustrated because I'm like, she's so beautiful, but like, there is nothing coming out of here. And so at one point, Caitlin kind of trapped her and me and the senior kind of like went this weird route so that I could be alone with her for like, I had like five minutes with her. And in that five minutes, her entire personality came out. And I was just like, I feel so bad because this is this five minutes is going to be the best minutes of your shoot. And as soon as her mom came back over, it was like right back to like nothing. I was like, oh, <sighs> I know. And I actually put in my little like information packet, I said, um, you're allowed to bring like a parent or a friend, but if there's anybody that you're bringing, that's going to make you feel uncomfortable while you're getting pictures, then please ask them, you know, not to come to, you know, don't bring them to the session. Cause it's going to inhibit your, you know, your portrait. So I had like a girl actually just two, last week that was like, I told my mom to stay home because she would make me feel awkward. She would tell me to stand up straight. I was like, okay, perfect. That's <laughs> so. good. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. the idea that you put it into your pricing guide because I do think that makes it way more helpful. Yeah. And then it's it's set ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, so <sighs> every week at the end of the show, we like to leave everybody with a little challenge and just something that they can take with them, implement into their own business uh, and better themselves as a photographer, as a business owner. And so my challenge this week is I want you guys to get in front of a full-length mirror if you have it, if not the biggest mirror you can find. And every day, I want you to get in front of that mirror and practice posing for at least 10 minutes. Because here's the thing. I have friends. I have a very good friend. And I told her one time, I was like, listen, your biggest thing that's going to hinder you from being hinder you from being good at senior sessions is the fact that you're really skinny and really tiny because you've never had to worry about what you look like in a photo. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> if you don't know how to hold yourself in a photo, cause you're like, God, like me, like, I'm like, I got my tits. I got my stomach. I got my arms. I got my chin. Like I got so many things I got to work around. So when I get someone who's, um, in great shape, I can take them to even the next level of like, you know, and I, I genuinely believe that my heftiness <laughs> has made me really good at posing. Like I, I know my body so well and I know, and I literally, I will, I still do it. I stand in front of the mirror. I like to look at myself in the mirror. 
um, I like a lot of attention, even from myself. <laughs> so I love to get in front of the mirror and I like to practice like posing and I'll like, I'll be in like the bathroom and I'll like lean up against the wall and I'll like try like different sassy poses. And I'm like, oh yeah, that one's a good one. Thank God. Like Caitlin never walks in. I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, whatever you do in front of her. True. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what did what I challenge do you have for everybody? I started doing that myself. <gasps> you did? Yes. And do you feel like you know. noticed such a huge difference? Yeah, I get it more. But it's funny because I had pictures of myself taken out so long ago, and the girl was like, kept posing me kind of to the side. And I go, I'm going to tell you right now, I hate my side view. I said, don't ever pose <laughs> me on the side. And she was like, fine. I go, there's such thing as a double chin and a gut and things like that. And if you have me like face a little bit more forward, I can hide all of that. She's like, I'm like, I've learned this about myself, you know? So even just things like that, she's like, Oh, but she's this tiny little girl. So she probably is like, Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought everybody felt better on the side. I'm like, no girl, no. Um, So yeah. So my challenge and the reason why I bring this up is because I've been trying to do it myself because I have a lens that I hate and I don't know why I have it. And I keep thinking I just need to sell it and get rid of it because I'm like, I just, I don't know. I hate this lens, but I have been told by so many people how much they love this lens. And so I'm like, okay, like maybe I need to give it a try. So my thing is to, if you have a lens that you're like, Oh, I just don't feel comfortable. Like maybe you have the 35, but you're like, I just, the distortion, I can't handle whatever like push yourself to use it and maybe even like for an entire session <laughs> that much like I did a blogger session not too long ago because I hate my 135 and that's the lens that I'm like ugh. like I it's so far away I don't like it but everyone's like oh it's the best lens ever and so I actually made myself use it on a session the other day and I'm like okay I might be able to touch this again and not sell it and get rid of it. But um, it just kind of helped me get out of my comfort of just the 35 all the time and kind of see what else I could create with something completely different that's the most opposite of what I like to use, you know? I like that. Because I think, I mean, think of how many times we find ourselves in a creative rut and it's like, we're trying so many different things to change it up and be like, oh, what can I do that's different? And it's like, I have a really great plan. Like just use something you already have and it's going to change the way that you approach the entire session anyways. Oh yeah, totally. That was and a good is. challenge. It's, oh, thanks. That was a really good challenge. And one I've been working on myself. So I'm going to try that. I have a senior <laughs> session today. I'm going to try that. Not the whole session. What other, well, what, well, what lens would you use? Oh, my 85. Um, so you I hate actually, your 85, or you I, I started my business with an 85 millimeter 1.8 and I used it for like three years exclusively. Like that's all I ever used. And then I upgraded to the 1.2. And ever since then, I'm just like, I don't really love it that much. It's too slow. It's, it doesn't get me the same effect as my 35. I love my 35. I'd make love to it if I could. And so I'm going to try that today at my session and I'm going to post it and I'm going to share it with you. And I'm going to show you like, guess what, bitch, here's my 85. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Oh my God. So I, I can not thank you enough for doing this. I freaking love you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you on I social love media. You too. So I am pink fly photo, everything. So I know it's the weirdest name ever, um, but it's the color <laughs> pink fly, like an annoying bug that's around your head and photo. <laughs> <laughs> what a great ad. It's, it's pink like the color fly, like the annoying thing and photo. 
Yep, there you go. There's my business. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously, guys, check out Misty. Her work is so beautiful. And more beautiful than her work is just her. I love her so much. And I think she's one of the easiest people to talk to. And I just am so thankful that you did this with me. I love you. I miss you. I miss you too, baby girl. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. As always, you can send your questions to lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com. And we wouldn't mind if you guys wanted to give us a little review and subscribe to the podcast. But if not, it's cool. We still love you either way. We'll see you guys next week.